0: Welcome to Day 261 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Camp here with Cindy Camp and David Keefe, Mm -hmm. and we continue our journey through the book of Matthew. We've made a a turn in the narrative of Matthew, and you see this turn on all the Gospels uh, from Jesus' ministry in Galilee as he heads toward Jerusalem, and you see the tension or the conflict between Jesus and the religious leaders you know, accelerating, but you also see his call to the discipleship to a different kind of kingdom uh, becoming more and more vivid. And so you get that in chapter 18. Uh, Jesus is forming a new community, and he's describing life within this community. Uh, So before we dig in and before we uh, read, let's, uh, as we always do, offer ourselves in this moment to the Lord. Cindy, do you mind uh, lifting us up?
1: Father, thank you so much for this time in your word. Um, I particularly thank you for this section of scripture in Matthew where we get to hear the voice of Jesus and ask, Father, that as um, he speaks to us through these these words on these pages, Father, that your spirit would drive them deep into our heart and that, Father, you would, by your spirit, just um, convict us where we need to be convicted of sin, Father, or encourage us where we need to. Have our eyes and head lifted up, Father. So we just ask that you be with this time. Christ's name, amen.
0: Matthew chapter 18, beginning in verse 1. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Caught a little child to him and placed a child among them. He said, Truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, and whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of the things that cause people to stumble. Such things must come, but woe to the person through whom they come. If your hand or your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life maimed or crippled than to have two hands or two feet and be thrown into eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into the fire of hell. See that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my heavenly Father. What do you think? If a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the 99 on the hills and go to look for the one that wandered off? And if he finds it, truly I tell you, he's happier about that one sheep than about the 99 that did not wander off. In the same way, your Father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should perish. If your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you've won them over. But if they will not listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen, tell the church. And if they refuse to listen, even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. <clears throat> Again, truly I tell you, If two or three of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times. Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me, and I'll pay it back. But he refused, said he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. what an incredible reminder how quickly we are to receive God's grace and how slow we are uh, to act graciously, you know, toward others. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've been forgiven, of course, such a great debt and uh, any debt against us in comparison is absolutely minuscule. So this has been an interesting chapter as we talk Mm -hmm. about, you know, greatness in the kingdom of heaven. A lot of images focus around the little ones. Mm -hmm. And God would desire to see none perish and who many of us, you know, cause to stumble. Uh, so what are some of the things, you know, that stand out as you read through, you know, chapter 18? Yeah,
2: one of the things that jumps off right at the start of chapter 18 is, and Jesus does this, he mentions this, this word change. And, um, you know, this is part of this kingdom ethic, right? That, and especially here, you know, he, the disciples had some misunderstanding of, of what true greatness was. And so he, comes in and graciously helps them and say, no, you need to change your understanding of what greatness is. It's not just these kind of human achievements and and accomplishments and this status. And then he brings the child in and shows them. I love that line. Whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, and so Jesus begins kind of changing our paradigm of even what we view as true greatness as he begins addressing the disciples. Here. Doubt. Yeah, and, and of
0: course he's he's pushing a little bit further than just simply change your mind. Mm-hmm. You need to change. Yeah, uh, your whole you know uh, your whole worldview and where your heart is set and the things that you value, all of that needs to change. And of course, none of that can come apart from the deep heart change that takes place. Through the gospel, these are not positions that we would normally take, Mm -hmm. uh, and it's only through the power of God's grace in our life that we we can become like a little child, Mm -hmm. we can humble ourselves, and we can trust our Heavenly Father Mm -hmm. uh, in due time to lift us up.
1: And I think you see that when, you know, he references children. You know, you think of children that are so dependent, and that's where he really wants us, and that's obviously where the change does come is when we're dependent on the Father.
0: Not not only dependent, but deeply trusting
1: Mm -hmm.
0: uh, until we give them reason not to trust us. But they (laughs) come into the world, you know, deeply dependent and Mm -hmm. deeply trusting, looking, you know, to us. Mm -hmm. Um, No, I
2: mean, yeah. I mean, I I often think that I can kind of have Jesus not change and then kind of just pursue what I think is greatness, you know, pursuing Mm -hmm. my status and my accomplishments. But the gospel comes in and completely Mm -hmm. change. it, It calls me to change. And that's not often the part of jesus i want to kind of read and love but he in in his grace wants us or or
0: often you know it's also Mm -hmm. pursued jesus and just kind of change on the fringes you know small Mm -hmm. you know little changes i pick up a new habit here or a new practice there or you know watch my temper just a little Mm -hmm. bit here or you know treat people a little bit you know nicer there and it's not you know changing you know some of the Uh, you know, some of the behaviors, you know, that we have, especially in behaviors that are hardly to the heart of the issue. It's changing, you know, the change, the deep change of heart itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the change that he provides graciously in their lives. Uh, Through the gospel, Mm -hmm. absolutely.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. then, of course, he said if you cause one of these little ones moving from that, Mm -hmm. you know, you need to become like one of these. And, of course, the kingdom is made up of many like these who are young in the faith and tender in the faith and for you and your attitudes and your stubbornness to cause these to stumble it'd be better uh, for you to have a large millstone most millstones Mm -hmm. are already pretty large (laughs) and it's yeah it's not like anybody ever treaded water with even a small millstone tied Mm -hmm. around their neck Uh, and and be drowned in the depths of the sea Mm -hmm. and then he talks again about you know you know, cutting off your hand if it causes sin, gouging mm-hmm. out your eyes if it causes sin. None, none of these are, you know, solutions, but all of these talk about, you know, something that we we seldom, you know, process how serious sin is. And, and here it's not only the damage it does to us, but the damage it does to those around us as we are, mm-hmm. you know, pursuing, you know, our ways, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we're self-willed, and we have, you know, these little habits and these little attitudes that we quickly mm-hmm. excuse, they not only do great damage to us and our relationship to the Heavenly Father, but we may, you know, of course, as a writer of Hebrews, I'd miss the grace of God and cause a root of bitterness to grow up that defiles many.
1: Mm. And just remembering when well, we don't live in a vacuum, and uh, just knowing that, you know, we're rubbing shoulders with people that we impressing or not impressing with ourselves but you know making an impression and just a call to really watch how we live our lives too
0: and, and our major call in, in daily life mm-hmm. is not um you know to win or lose which is kind of the way the world looks mm-hmm. at things yeah. but rather how well we represent christ in mm-hmm. in our winning and in our losing yeah or in our day you know, our day-to-day business and that's you know what we were called to be from the beginning of this gospel we are to mm-hmm. be uh, salt in, in a world that, that needs salt and light and a world that you know, needs, you know, needs light.
2: Mm-hmm. No, and, and Jesus even kind of attacks my own identity here to some extent. I think most of my life I've just wanted to like, grow up, every you know, day become with, a man. Every day with Jesus <laughs> yeah. will be a and, day and, when and your identity <laughs> is attacked. And he goes, no, yeah. you need to become a little one.
1: Yeah. You know, mm-hmm.
2: those are those who believe in yeah. me. They're, they're children. And that's an identity that I feel like mm-hmm. most of us try to escape as quickly as we possibly can. Right. Um, to be self-sufficient, to, mm-hmm. to care for ourselves, and to kind of make our own path and mm-hmm. and create our own you know, kind of destiny or however we want to do that. But mm-hmm. I mean, he's calling us back to the very beginning. The
1: beginning. As so a mm-hmm.
2: part of our, you know, we have all these identities that Christ has given us and kind of a child or a mm-hmm. little one is one I often do not think about. The gospel uh,
0: yeah there's so many things that are turned upside down you know in the kingdom of God uh, greatness comes through lowliness and of course lowliness comes you know through the willingness you know to serve others and to live your lives you know for them and for the clarity and for the sake of you know for the sake of the gospel and then you have you know the the you know the parable of the wandering sheep which mm-hmm. reminds us you know and, and uh, you know that God uh how deeply God treasures you know everyone. He mm-hmm. says their angels see the face of God, and and of course many people bring out of this a, a theology of guardian angels. Uh, we're not sure how many angels You're how individual. many people or whatever that's individual or not individual. <laughs> show about
2: that, but God,
0: God has, has arranged protection for us and people right. that look out for us and have you know have you know have the ear of, here you know the ear of God. But then He talks about you know the sheep that are, you know that are wandering away and how. Mm-hmm. To find something that is loss always, you know, brings brings great joy. And, and you love verse 14, the same way your Father in heaven is not willing that mm-hmm. any of these little ones should perish. Obviously mm-hmm. some will. And obviously in his sovereignty that is something that he is, you know, that he is allowed. But you see the heart of God, even though he's made room, you know, for the rebellious will of men, uh, the heart of God is one uh, that counts any loss as
2: a hard loss. No, one commentator I saw in this passage said you know e- even in our straying, there is security and that comes right. mm-hmm. because of the heart of the Father mm-hmm. that we are secure even though we do you know prone mm-hmm. to wander like we often sing um, we are secure because not of what we've done mm-hmm. but because of who our Heavenly Father is
1: and you just have to love the Father's or the you know, shepherd's heart here who is the Father that as we wander away He is the one that, that pursues he is the one that comes after us, which I I find amazing.
0: And of course, even in dealing with sin in the church, the Mm -hmm. whole idea is for restoration, not Mm -hmm. uh, not to prove yourself to right and to win a victory over another person, but to restore and to Mm -hmm. rebuild you know the community and you have this wonderful promise as we work together for the purposes of god in each other's lives where we are gathered together he is there in the midst of us working in and through into you know, that process mm-hmm. and then we come to you know where we kind of ended off the unmerciful mm-hmm. servant and what it what an incredible you know Mm. Uh, parable: the one servant who owns ten thousand bags of gold. That that is a huge. I don't even know number. What that means. Yeah. Well, ten thousand was actually you know the largest you know conceivable number, right? You know, in, in this time. So when you're you know what we would say trillions and yeah. you know, and things like that. That's what they're saying when they yeah. say ten thousand. And of course, when you're talking about a talent or what the you know, NIV translates as a bag mm-hmm. of gold or a talent of gold. Would have been twenty years worth of wages for a common laborer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is you know ten thousand times twenty years to two hundred thousand unpayable years. debt. Yes, an unpayable debt. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know that is huge. And then uh, because he cries out, you know, for mercy, you know, the father forgives him, or the master forgives him, mm-hmm. and then he goes and grabs another servant by the neck mm-hmm. and is willing to, you know, is willing to. I uh, mean you pay just you know three three or four months' worth mm-hmm. you know, of 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 a worker's mm-hmm. wage not not a in you know, not a small amount, but nothing compared with the debt mm-hmm. he owed. And, it, and this is just a reminder of the debt that we owe that is so great and the debt that has been paid on our behalf, and it should cause us to be extraordinarily gracious mm-hmm. to yeah. those around us. yeah
1: we often forget the mercy that we've been extended.
2: And we have to go back to that if we're it. ever going to try to extend it mm-hmm. to anyone else.
0: But mm-hmm. we, we've already had this, you know, in the mm-hmm. Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. You, you know, unless you forgive your brother from your heart, your Heavenly Father will not forgive you. And then, verse 35, this is how my Heavenly Father will treat each of you, mm-hmm. unless you give your, forgive your brother or sister mm-hmm. from the heart. What an extraordinary picture of God's mercy and an extraordinary reminder of our, our stinginess. Mm-hmm. David, why don't you close us with a word of prayer? No, let's pray.
2: And Father, thank you so much for the display of your, of your wonderfully gracious and merciful heart to us. And Father, may that never be lost on us. Maybe not be a people who forget the debt that we owed and how you and your love um, had compassion on us and and canceled the debt and maybe we we as well be a people um that because of the mercy you've given us we give the same mercy to each other um for your glory um for the building up of your church and so father may we be a people who display your heart to each other and to this world we pray this all in the name of jesus amen